This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, June 6, 2014. I'm Caleb Brown. The Commonwealth of Virginia is now the latest state to compel ride-sharing services Uber and Lyft to either change their business model, accept the same regulations that govern taxi cabs, or stop helping people get where they want to go. Matthew Feeney, a policy analyst at the Cato Institute, offers his thoughts. I've spoken with Peter Van Dorn about this as well, and since something that uh, he tries to stress and that, that I know you stress is that Uber and Lyft are not taxicab companies. Uber and Lyft are both providing services that allow us to do something that we've been doing for a long time, uh, which is to arrange for rides across town and across different sort of jurisdictions. They don't uh, actually, uh, when it comes to the controversial uh, Uber X and Lyft services, all that's happening is people using their own vehicles to uh, pick up passengers, using the Uber app and the Lyft app as a means to find customers. And that's what has lawmakers and regulators upset. So uh, this is what's going on in Virginia. The state DMV has sent cease and desist letters to Uber and Lyft saying, you know, unless you fall in line, essentially, Mm -hmm. you need to stop operating. So what does falling in line look like? in Virginia? Well, falling in line would be having to change the business model uh, and for Uber and Lyft to stop behaving more like taxi companies, which of course, as I mentioned earlier, they're technology companies really. Uh, Uber and Lyft both say that they're going to continue operating in the Commonwealth of Virginia despite these letters and Arlington County Police say that they'll assist with enforcement, but that is not a priority at the moment. And other states this is a broad issue related to, I guess, mostly metropolitan areas because that's where Uber and Lyft tend to operate. That's right. Yeah, actually, international. There's you know there's been backlash against Uber uh, internationally, but domestically, you know, within the United States, uh, there have been a range of uh, legal and regulatory battles. So, uh, for example, on the other side of the Potomac in Maryland, the uh, Maryland Public Service Commission plans to treat rideshare companies uh, as taxi operators. And Uber has said that if this goes ahead um, as planned, that they'll just leave Maryland. Uh, In Colorado, Governor Hickenlooper recently signed legislation that regulates rideshare companies um, under the Colorado Public Utilities Commission. Uh, In Florida, it's quite interesting. Miami has uh, banned Uber and Lyft from operating, but they're operating there Anyway, and in fact, Uber is offering free rides in Miami and Orlando uh, for a while as a promotional uh, promotional tool. So in terms of what is driving this, um, the obviously taxi cab companies, if I were the owner of a taxi cab company, if I owned a large fleet of cars mm. and I believed that I owned this sort of privilege that I can deliver this product and anybody else who wants to deliver this product has to jump through the same hoops I jump through, mm-hmm. seems reasonable that they would be upset about it. I think it's very easy to understand their frustration. Uh, and, you know, competition can be annoying to people who are enjoying a certain market share. But what what this whole fight has uh, illustrated, I think, especially from a free market perspective, is that taxis uh, across the country uh, face absurd regulations to begin with. The argument that we should be having is not that, uh, you know, Uber and Lyft should have to fall in line to already existing extensive regulations. Lawmakers and regulators should be focusing on scaling back the amount of regulation that already exists. You regularly hear uh, in arguments about rideshare services that 
we need to level the playing field, as is often said. Uh, but of course, the most level playing field is one with the least amount of regulations, not the, a more complicated regulatory structure. Well, something else that uh, is commonly said is that, aside from the regulatory arguments, you have people saying, well, this is for safety, that if someone can just use their car to pick up anyone, you don't know who you're getting in the car with, uh, you don't know what their background is. And this is something that uh, taxi operators have been saying quite a bit when it comes to services like Lyft and UberX. Uh, the fact is, though, that uh, Uber and Lyft do carry out background checks on their drivers before allowing them to work with them. And uh, I think it's also worth pointing out that Uber allows riders to uh, rate their drivers, which is a, a great development, but it also allows drivers to rate the passengers, uh, which not only makes it, so, you know, Uber makes it safer, not just for passengers, but also for the drivers. Uber and Lyft drivers don't carry cash. They don't accept cash. That's right. So it's because it's an app-based service. You you download the app, you um, put it your credit card information, and it's all done automatically. There's no cash transaction needed. Uber and Lyft have sought a more uh, forgiveness than permission uh, model when they've moved into areas. They seem to have operated without much regard for whatever the regulatory environment actually is. Mm. They've developed, a, I would say, a pretty loyal following of people who uh, really like the service. It's actually pointed out, at least to me, how uh, rude some cab drivers can be, how dirty some cabs can be. Uh, and that's all happened really before regulators have jumped in and said, hey, 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 you need to to follow this. Is that is that a new way to deal with a regulatory environment? That is, you develop your customer base and then uh, let them fight for you? Yeah, I, I don't think it should come as any surprise to anyone listening that people who use Uber and Lyft uh, are happy with the service. It's very easy for uh, as I said, passengers to rate drivers, and drivers do get dropped depending on their performance. And it's also the case that it is also a lot easier. You know, we, it, we're at the point now where technology is moving faster than regulation and legislation. It just can't keep up. And, you know, people don't like after an evening out standing on the street waiting for cabs or sticking their hand out. At the moment, because of companies like Uber and Lyft, you get out your phone, you press a button, a car arrives, and you get home. And as you said earlier, no cash is uh, passed. It's a much in you know. It's totally understandable that something like that is popular, and regulators are not going to have to deal with the fact that technology is moving faster than they can they can keep up with. They're also going to have to deal with a loyal fan base. Matthew Feeney is a policy analyst at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.